So, hello everyone, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. It's the Monday Night Show, or AOS Mondays as it's known. I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott. Hello again. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, hello again, correct. Uh, and also, Mr. J- uh, Mr. James Powell. Hi, James. Do you ever get that feeling of deja vu? <laughs> <laughs> we have been live for about an hour talking about the news and other stuff. And if you would like to go and check out the whole of the show, because uh, if you are listening to this as a podcast or as a YouTube video, uh, you can go check it out um, it, on our Twitch VOD or on our new YouTube channel, uh, The Honest Wargamer Streams, uh, where it's all uncut and uncensored. Uh, however, uh, we're going to get jump straight into the subject today, which is Nathan, me and James are about to become the world champions of Warhammer and not wrestlers in Puerto Rico. It's very important to know that. <sighs> so shame. Such a shame. Such I a thought shame. we were going to win the Ladies World Cup. We're not ladies. We... <laughs> Defeated at the first hurdle. <laughs> Defeated at the first hurdle. Uh, we were like... going to, Nathan, and then I started oh. filling in the box, and box three was, are you female? So I had to press no, and I was like, maybe we'll get away with this. And then box four was, what country do you represent? I was like, mm, none of them. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> we don't recognize any borders yeah, yeah. So, so then we were out uh, <laughs> right okay so uh, what am i referencing okay so games workshop have announced the world championships of warhammer the wcw the world championships of warhammer wcw um uh okay so and what does this mean uh, and there's a, a warhammer community article i don't think i need to read through it but um i'll give you the gist what they've said is um a bunch of independent tournaments around the world will become feeder events for the world uh warhammer championships now a couple of my friends um are, are from the usa and i'm sure some of you listening or even watching live are from the usa they have said it's being held in atlanta in georgia and uh and their response from a couple of my us mates were the words yikes they said yikes and i was like and i, I america what does that is mean ge- in america it's just i don't think it's necessarily like the safest place is uh, what they're saying uh but what I, america Oh, um, well, well, America, America generally, yes, correct. But <laughs> I think in America you pick your battles, and I think. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I then think, you say yikes. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so yeah, this is for a qualifying event, November the sixteenth to the November the nineteenth. Uh, one hundred and seventy players across loads of different game systems. Just to give you a quick kind of like dirty math, if you did four game systems like Blood Bowl, Forty K, Age of Sigmar. Uh, and like kill team, then you'd end up with about 42 entrants. If they split it up against against even more, you might have even less entrants. What they've said is uh, that your event, your event, um, your independent event, but they're going to judge. They'll basically be like, look, I'm running LVO. Can this be a qualifying event? And they've been, they're obviously going to say yes to LVO because it's massive, goes on every year. But if you're like, hey, I'm Jimmy, and I'm running an eight-person one-day GT yeah, in Swindon. Can I be a qualifying event? And they'll be like, probably not, Jimmy. I'm sorry. So they're going huh. to pick the... They're going to, yeah, yikes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Do you know what? We'd be better if they said no to the LVO, but yes to the eight-person. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yikes. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, look, this is nice. Everyone in the chat, uh, Trespassing Bucharest says, Atlanta is absolutely fine, not yikes. Okay, well then, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I'm just speaking to some fancy lads 
Um, that's what it is. Um, okay. Trespassing and duress. Cool name. Cool name. I agree. So there'll be feeder events, right? So all of the events you know. So we've already had a couple in the UK that have announced to be feeder events, uh, such as Bloodshed in the Shire, um, which yeah. is in a, about six weeks. Uh, the LGT, which is much, much later in the year. Uh, we haven't heard which other ones. I assume some of the Warhammer World event ones as well will become uh, events. Uh, and then they've also been a little unclear right now as to... Um, as to like what kind of relationship they're going to have with the events themselves. As an example, uh, very recently, a larger event that we're all aware of um, uh, just instigated a kind of a no 3D print policy. And we'll talk more about this later. Um, and it just, I was like, why is that been put in there? That's never been in there before. It's a weird thing to add. And now, if you've been having conversations behind closed doors about stuff, that does make a lot of sense if you kind of read between the lines. So we don't know what... So is that no 3D prints, no, like, what if I want to buy, like, my whole army from a different company? Then probably not, no. Like, you probably would be allowed to compete and play. It, I think it's going to be really dependent on the TO. Let's talk about that in a bit. Let's talk about what it is first, okay. right? So you win an event that's a feeder event, and then you get a ticket. Yeah. I don't know if you get, like, flights... So they did something similar to this last year, um, but it was a much smaller affair. And I don't know if they did flights and accommodation. They did last year play for flights and accommodation. I don't know if this yeah. year they'll end up playing uh, for flights and accommodation for 170 people. 170 people is yeah, big, because right? didn't they send the winners from LGT. the London thing? Oh, yes. yeah, to somewhere? Yeah. So they might game. still they might still uh, be paying for like all those flights and accommodations, um, but or it might just but be a free. Ticket. How many? What for two hundred and fifty people? One hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy. Mm. It's quite a lot of people, right? Oh, uh, but yeah. you know, like it's. I think this is a this is a huge deal. This is a massive deal. We're going to talk about this in a lot. Like this isn't just kind of like oh, it's a fun thing happening. This is how many in, people fit on an aeroplane? You reckon? There's about one hundred and seventy or more. Do you think they'll just buy an aeroplane and fly it around picking people up? <laughs> like a bus. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Uh, where are you? Uh, we're from England, so we're the first stop, and we're going to fly to 42 countries, or whatever, and uh, and uh, and we'll get there in three weeks. Imagine the toilet. Like, the toilet at an event is bad enough. Imagine how bad the toilet on the plane would be. <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, so uh, I don't think that they're going to buy a one plane and have just uh, some flight, but maybe. Um, right, so uh, <laughs> so there's going to be these feeder events, and they, these are probably so any big independent event that's happened anywhere in the world will probably now be uh, a Games Workshop event. Um, and then uh, let's talk about your initial reactions. Uh, Nathan, what's your initial reaction to the whole thing? Uh, to there being a, a, a WCWX thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds exciting. Um, yeah. When do we start? Now, so we're going to win it, did we say? Oh, we're going to win training. it. We'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about our training oh. montage at the end, maybe. Cool. Uh, but are you focused and ready? I'm focused. Uh, Squig Herd is out there doing press-ups as we speak. Perfect. What about There's... the ones in your pocket? They're on the bench. Okay. They're ready. Tag me in, coach. I'm ready. I'm They're ready to getting get ready in. to get tagged. Tagged in. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. It sounds exciting. Um, yeah. It's just extra stuff. If if I don't want to do it, then I probably won't do it. But otherwise, 
uh, I'll keep an eye on it. I don't think I'll be participating, to be fair. But What? We're going to win? Uh, other than winning, that's only that? participation. As long as I can win by winning two games out of five, then that's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about the like the, the what you what is required to win because I think that's going to become uh. quite interesting. James, what's your initial reaction? Chat, what's your initial reaction? Uh, well, it's a weird one, right? Because they have to do something. I think, like as a company, what they've basically done is relied on the community to push like making it a bigger thing and they had to do something mm. i i mean it's still a weird mess where you're like oh we're gonna have this event where you can play at a random event and qualify to go play at our like world series whatever you want to call it mm. um but yeah like i think like if they're promoting what what happens and what they do and stuff then great uh well they're promoting match play more aren't they and yeah which being is, a bit more hopefully getting a bit more serious about it so yeah i think that's the thing like if they want it to be like i don't know an esport then they have to and and like it'll what, be would interesting it, what would to it, see. what would a tabletop esport be called um wwc <laughs> <laughs> Not Puerto Rico. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Um, Yeah, well, I know where you're going. And I think that's the thing, right? Like, you've pushed quite a while that you think this needed a space where um, it was more, like, celebrated like an eSport would be. And I think the interesting thing has to be that the multi-billion company that owns it, if they want that for it, which I think they probably do, because... That's the way it has to go. Now they sell loot boxes. Um, <laughs> was that they have to put some money behind it instead of just taking it all out? It's, James, there's so many great points you've made there. Like and like, and we should like break them down individually because I agree with you. Like, there's a there's an absolute like um uh like uh, arrogance to the the I'm going to cre- they're about they're like we're about to cream the crop off of for like decades years at least uh of hard work of many many people and input of money and time and effort and resources and then a multi-million pound company has come on top and it's like but what if this is ours and you're like okay this is pretty uh pretty outlandish of you i'll start with my like directions are that it's a huge positive that's my initial reaction is that it's a huge positive um, uh, like, and, and my, re- my reasoning behind it being a huge positive is, as you all know, it's something I've advocated for for a very long time. I think recognizing people that play really well is something that's really, really important. Um, I think giving people a vehicle to put some uh, passion and enthusiasm into playing games at a very high level is something I've always been a big um uh, like a, a big pusher of, like some a big advocate for. And so I'm really excited to see it, especially with the main company. I think it's really exciting that the main company are like, look, we're going to do this. Um, so like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm mega keen about this, uh, ultimately, because I think it really gives some high profile. And it also means that Games Workshop themselves have to recognize match play even more. It's a part of their conversation. It's a part of what they do. You know, like they can't let us get back to 70% win gargants because... 
they like because then it, it just becomes a bit more comical. And also, if you look at like how other companies, even when I was working at Games Workshop, this is something that I pushed for uh, significantly. Because if you look at other companies like Wizards of the Coast, so Magic the Gathering have been doing a pro tour since 1996. So GW are only 17 years behind that as like a process. Um, which is <laughs> it's almost a fucking generation, like <laughs> like behind, but fine. Um, you know, you got things like esports, which obviously have exploded in popularity as well. But ultimately, I think it will grow the player base, which is great because it's more opportunity for more friends. It will, um, uh, it will, it will just generally make stuff uh, more popular, and I think that's great. And also, they have to make a better game. They have to make a better game with more resources. I say have to. They probably won't. But like, I feel like that that should be the, you know, I feel like that they would have to. They probably still won't. That's pretty funny. I also just had some um, Wizards of the Coast are not a great example right now. Obviously, that's true. Also, corporations are always going to cooperate. So what you have to remember is the initial excitement about the community outreach that's coming from GW will eventually uh, turn to disdain in the five to ten year window of corporations have to cooperate. Where eventually, because of shareholder investment, as they work, they will have to work out how they can make more money from that circuit rather than less. As an example, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point they'll have to license the tournaments. In order to run a tournament, you'll have to buy a license. I'm sure it will be something in the next decade because it makes more money, James. So why wouldn't you do it? And before anyone says they wouldn't do that, please don't forget that in 2021, when we're meant to have fucking flying cars, they stopped digital books. Stopped them like it was the yeah. 1900s. So uh, just oh, be- don't get me back on it. Don't get me back on my box. <laughs> back on your flying car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, a positive is kind of my point. Um, before we do anything else, anything you guys got to say about either of those things before we crack on? Uh, yeah, I think, like, for me, and maybe I'm just seeing this negatively, but, like, I think for me, I'm not even sure I see it as a positive community outreach. Like, I think lots of the stuff they they do as a company is negative community-based anyway. And I think, like, for me, I'd see it as it's cool. And, like, if they pay for people's tickets, that's also good. Okay, so some follow-up, because I've just got some information in this. If you're not a Games Workshop Open or LGT Acon LVO Nova level event, uh, then your event can be a qualifier, but your event pays for the winner's travel. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So if you're a small event, you could advertise it by saying we you get to go to the qualifier, but you're paying for all the transport. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm a biggish event or matey with Games Workshop, they will pay for the travel. Yes. Uh, so it, they, I mean, that they, already they... sounds dumb as. <laughs> So they've listed a load of tournaments that are really big ones and said those will be paid for. Mm-hmm. And then there will be a certain number of other tournaments that can that will be designated, but they'll have to source their own travel. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan, wow, finally a way to make tickets more expensive. That's pretty true. <laughs> that's pretty fun. Uh now that might that's just um now that that is an unconfirmed source on that bit. Like um because again they haven't put out a lot of information other than uh what's here, but like 
I trust the source who's writing in the chat about it. So hopefully that's that's spot on accurate. Um, but I'm sure they're going to pay for some tickets. And also, like, tickets for those events are going to go, like, uh, end up being pretty rare and pretty hot property. So if, like, the event organizers... Not when it's in my garden and there's eight people and I've guaranteed I've won. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you have to set a ceiling for how many tournaments can qualify. You can't have a million contestants, and there genuinely aren't enough tournaments around the world for them to have a million. But they could have a lot, right? Um, which mm-hmm. is important. Um, okay, let's talk about let's talk about the independent tournament uh, community and and its integration because I think this is pretty interesting because uh, there's some stuff to touch on. So the first bit is uh, that obviously all these independent events or previously were independent events. It, would it be fair to say now if they are a qualifying event, it's just a games workshop event? That seems like a fair thing to say. I think it depends how much input Games Workshop have, right? On the pack, yeah. Like, I've been to Bloodshed in the show as I had a nice time. But if suddenly it's like, this is now a Games Workshop event, you can't bring any model that isn't a Games Workshop model, the terrain is now all Games Workshop terrain, like, you have to have the official printed book, then yes. The, like it, it has to be scored a specific way. Well, that's the thing they don't know. Now, they have written something in the article, and I'll cut back to this now. Yeah. Um, uh, for the past two years, uh, hold on, let me see it. Um, uh, at the time of writing, we have more than 170 qualifier slots from 18 countries across three continents. This includes Australia, Germany, France, Spain, Sweden, UK, and US. And don't forget, we're main. This is an Age of Sigma show, right? So a lot of this is going to be they're talking about 40k and give a fuck about AOS. Uh, but we'll be announcing details for our own US Open series. World Championships are all about community and celebrating every aspect of the hobby. So each event will have their own qualifying criteria determined by the individual organizers. So. Uh, there's a couple of things to read in that because there's a couple of ways to misinterpret this. At official Warhammer events, a players might qualify through competitive-centric Best Generalship Award or the more rounded Best Overall, which also includes painting and hobby skills. So it, it, they uh, they might not have it be it's just the Best General from every event. It might be that it's the Best Overall because some events prefer Best Overall, which is like a combination of like um, best you know best sports, painted armies. Uh, and also your generalmanship, right? Yeah, display boards. Thank you, Gemoy, uh, in the chat for picking that up. Which which opens up... Let's start there. That's, let's just start there before we do anything else, okay? Number one. Number one, I go to an event, and the golden ticket is for best overall, okay? That means I try and be a good sport, okay? I give everyone some little tokens as I start to play, buy them a beer at the, the thing, you know, the whole business, yeah? But I yeah. still I still beat them. Okay, so that's the I got to be a good general and a good sport, no problem. But then my army is a problem. This is a problem that we got right now because I can't commission paint my army. Surely, can I? I, I wondered about this. I've been thinking about this all day, and I want to know what yes, everyone thinks. I, okay, James, yeah, let me ask the chat, and then yeah, hit me up. So, like, can you commission paint an army and still win best painted? Yes or no, James? Oh no. Okay, can it count towards your hobby score? No. Yes. Oh, Nathan, with the with the <laughs> flow in there. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're gonna, if the hobby score is gonna be a part of it, then you've got to take it into account. The hobby. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah welcome. I, welcome I, to the party. Yeah. Uh, Mm. I, yeah, 
Oh, carry on, Nath. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon that uh, you've got to. Yeah, uh, you've got to still allow them to be able to earn some points on that criteria. I guess so. Well, I mean, it's the best overall. Also, yeah. So I it, mean, how far back do you take, like the 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 model thing? Like, if 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 like. What if somebody else builds the army and then you paint it? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a great question. That's like, kind of what I was asking. Because Mega Hamster, like, 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 it's not, it's not a question about like. Let's just imagine everyone is above board, right? Let's just imagine everything's everyone's above board. No one's going to pretend like they haven't had their army commission painted, which I'm sure you can do, and it's really a non-issue because the tournament organisers like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Obviously, this actually really throws some flies in our ointment, so we'd not be a part of it. So there's that, right? But let's just imagine. So I've got. I, I mean, I don't have the money to get stuff commission painted, but I'm just saying, right? You have your army, and then you've painted it and built it. Also, if you're going to win best overall, your army has to look fucking good do you know what I mean like you have to be good at the game and also your army army has to look really good and that's really fascinating because like are we going to see the general level of armies leveled up like are we just going to see people borrow armies can I even get any points for how my army looks if I borrow an army like what are the fucking rules how does it work uh, like I always think this is messy anyway what? Like, like if you, if you, you know, like you go to an event, right? Yeah. Um, and hilariously, actually, I went to one of the MCP ones I went to, uh, and someone won best painted. But his the army he won best painted with was owned by one of the guys he was there with, because it was his army that he'd borrowed. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this guy, like. People voted, like the community. So it was like, put your army out for best painted. This guy put his army out for best painted. Mm. Won best painted. And when the award came up, one of their other mates was like, you didn't even paint that, it is. Amazing. So then at this point, this guy goes up to get his award because it's actually his army. And I'm like, well, at least he's here. If he wasn't here, <laughs> this kid's just won Best Painted. He's not done it. He's not paid. He's just turned up with his mate's army. I mean, like... But uh, I also think really weird, right? Because in my well, head, I wouldn't the put the army, army out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put the army out. Yeah. Like, would, yeah, yeah. like so, you know. But then, but then, like, and also, like, what happens... Okay, here's another example. And it's not even about Best Painted, right? Because if you're best overall, it means you've got... It means you've got the best generalship, the best army, and the best, or like those. The average of those three is higher than everyone else. So it doesn't have to be the best painted, but it just has to be well painted, I guess. Above, above average. Is that fair to say? Surely it's got to be above yep. average, right? Otherwise, yep. like yeah. So it's got to be that, um, which I find quite interesting and quite fun. I just love that conversation because I'm like, I don't know what the answers are. And maybe people know, maybe it's already solved. Like Adepticon was a bit interesting last year because there was like, you must have had a display board like in order to get high enough on that metric and a bunch of other stuff. And then like people that ended up like going 5-0 didn't win the event. It was beaten. They were beaten by people who went 4-1 and also had a cool painted army. 
um, which is, again, generally threw the internet into a spasm because it was very funny. Because, <laughs> like, I guess that's best overall. We don't generally tend to do best overall in the UK. Renaissance Man is another name for it, I think, is what people sometimes use. Um, but, yeah, that's my first my first kind of, like, bit in the ointment is, like, I don't know what that ha- I don't know what it is. And also, who's going to win the Games Workshop event? Is the Games Workshop going to be best general, the World Championships? Or is it going to be... Is the world champion going to be the best sport, the best hobby, and the best gamer? What's the criteria well, I, for that, if that makes sense? I did that Middle Earth Throne of Schools recently. Mm. And the voting was your game score plus your sport score plus your paint score. But all of it, so it was uh, voted on your, your game score is your game score. Then it was uh, sports votes given by the opponents and favorite armies given by the opponents. Mm. So, like, sports for how nice you were, uh, army for how nice your army was. But I think, like, that's messy too, right? Because that's nice, but then if the if other you had a commission painted army in that situation, then obviously there's nothing you can do about it. You can't say, don't look at my army, because they just vote the people that yeah, they're, yeah, they're just against. voting on it. Yeah. Like, I so guess it's that weird say, oh, thing he's of... got the nicest army I've played against. I'm going to give him... And I guess it's that weird thing, right? So if I turn up at a table and I've just paid £1,000, I don't even know how much it would cost, £1,000 to have my army painted and it looks good and someone's like, oh, this looks amazing. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's voting on this. Do I then say, oh, yeah, I just had it commission painted. It was this person. Because technically that's probably what I should do because the person who commission painted it, like... That's how they get more business, right? Or do I go, oh, yeah, thanks, took me hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's honestly interesting. So we do know some things. We know that Games Workshop kind of trialed this system earlier in the year, and they had an event, like, a few months ago. Uh, or in fact, was it even in December? I think it might have been in November. Um, the US final on November, they had two separate champions, uh, best overall champ and the best general champ. So there'll be two world champions. So you'll be the co-world champion. That's the way it should be. You I should can. be ruled by two people, not one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's two managers, two cooks. Yeah, yeah, that's how things work better. That's Games Workshop really learning mm-hmm. their lessons from their own business and saying, look, we have too many managers doing a job, so actually more is better than less. That works really well. Um, uh, Games Workshop could do two qualifying qualifying events though gt qualifier and a throne of skulls qualifier yeah of course of course and they probably will go through that process so you'll probably end up with a more overall qualifier and then a pure generalship qualifier which is quite interesting but but what a terrible end event for the person who won best overall why because i i feel like then at that point you could have some like of the world's best players First, like an average player who paints really nicely and is like genuine, generally nice, and then fly all the way to Atlanta and they're like, "Oh, game one, I got then, this guy. Yikes. Oh, he tabled me in turn two. <laughs> oh, but it'll be okay because it'll level out by game three. And you're like, "Oh no, fifty percent are like the keenest and like hardcore." didn't paint their army as well, but are here to play and play like a pro against some guy who's like 
plays once a month but can paint like a boss. Well, what's also important as well is because last year, last year they did two brackets. They did a, basically a general shim bracket, and then they did uh, an uh, a. Uh, what's the right word? Another bracket, like a, a best overall bracket. So you fought in different overall, ones. Yeah. But Phil Marshall, okay. who's here from the UK, um, who is like a horrifically good gamer. I think he played like 250 tournament games last year. Very solid is Phil. But because they only used ITC points to pair up these people instead of TSN rankings, yeah, Phil doesn't have any ITC points because he's never played in the US and so doesn't give a fuck, right? So they put him in the hobby track. So they put this absolute monster in the hobby bracket, and he's just there like, they're like, I've painted this guy, his name's Reginald, he's the general of our whole army. And then Phil's like, all right, dickhead, it's Master Magic Arcane Tome, you're dead, fuck off. Which like, <laughs> is genuinely quite funny. Like, I quite like that, it makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, even further complicating it, what if the centerpiece model is commissioned, but the rest of the army is painted by the player? Listen, I don't know what the answer is, is the point. That's why I don't really fuck with hobby scores, like hobby stuff. Whenever I have an event, I just like, what's the coolest army? Everyone votes on it. And they're like, that's the coolest army. I'm like, that's a vibe, whatever. Like, also, what if you, what if you one year win best overall because your army is like, let's say I painted a beautiful, like, um, Caesar Sigma army. Like, let's say I like did some like I don't know something like a, an incredibly gorgeous Phoenician army. A bunch of blue phoenixes, just like I dry brush them up super nice. Like you know, maybe I even do some conversions. Maybe I do a couple of griffins. You know, like really make it look the business, right? And then I just every single year take it to an event, and then I just get like best painted, best. What if it's a Nurgle army? What if it's a Nurgle army that's green with some like purple base in and I use it at every event for five years and I just get um, like best painted or like second best painted, you know, huge hobby points for the same thing year after year after year, like some sort of perpetual fucking motion machine. What about then? Is that okay? Is that fine? Can you just do it year by year? Nathan, your thoughts. Sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How much just does it get on it at this point? Absolutely none. Because you keep driving no, it every time. Fine. I'm fine with it. Polished every every I see, see, I think in my head, right? If you'd let's say you spent like you did one army, but you spent like, I don't know, six straight months on it, and and you play it for three years. Like I think part of me's like, I think that's better. Then you had two grand to pay someone. What do you mean? Like, I think I would rather someone continually got high hobby points and one hobby score with one army that they had met, done themselves for five years yeah. than someone turned up to an event and just had two grand to spend on paint, having an army painted. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Like, I feel like if you're winning it, you need to paint it. Like, sorry, bro. Like... Like, that's that's where my head would be, and I think the the weird thing is, uh, and like I say this, in hopefully the least dickish way I ever could, but there have been plenty of points, I guess, over the years of playing Warhammer, where I probably could have afforded to pay two grand and have someone paint an army. Mm. Probably, mm. I have always chose not to. One because I like painting my own armies. I feel like for me, it 
gives me more of an attachment to it. And it's never been my thing. Um, but I also get like, there's loads of people where it's like, oh, I don't like painting and I really like playing. And I think those people should like, it's great that those people can pay for an army and want to pay for an army. But in my head, it's just a really weird flex that you would pay two grand, have something painted, still be really proud of it. It's your money. But then like at an event, someone be like, that's the best, like GW is a good example. And for those people who have never played at Warhammer world, normally what happens is someone from the staff team will walk around and be like, that's a really nice army. Can we put it in the cabinet? And at lunch, you'll vote on it. And I feel like if it was me at that point, I'd just be like. That's a commission army. Do you I still want it in there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had this commission painted. I didn't paint it. Yeah. Do you still want it in the cabinet? Yeah. And then they can say, oh, well, are you happy accepting an award for your really well painted army that you technically paid for? <laughs> <laughs> my, answer, weird, right? my answer would be <laughs> fuck yes james yeah, yeah. give it me i pay to win <laughs> i feel like for me i think it's a really weird thing right like like if you were in if we're comparing warhammer to a sport right mm. if you're a kickboxer oh i'm about to i'm about to win this i'm about to win this so yeah, yeah go on you, no, go, you, go. you go to an event right and uh-huh. you're like oh a bit t- my legs a bit hurty today but I've paid this guy three and a half grand. He's going to kick you on my behalf. And he won. Would you go and take the trophy? Well, I got another one for you. Yeah. There's Jensen yeah. Button. Fucking waffling, waffling a bottle of champagne. He's an F1 driver for people who don't know. Yeah. Like there he is in his car that he's not built. He doesn't know how to build probably. Or maybe he does. I don't know. Like... He hasn't built. He hasn't like fixed it. There's a team of three billion engineers back in the office, yeah, doing wind resistance stuff. No, he he hasn't even painted it, Nathan. You're right. He's not even painted the fucking car, (laughs) right? But he's the world champion, so of the F1. I mean, we're going back a few years, but yeah, F1 stands for fast one, doesn't it? Yeah, that that's the one. The yeah. fast one. So yeah, the, the my point is is that there are examples of sports where people pay people or people are paid to like build the vehicle for the for the man in the seat. Also, I think commission painting is a great thing. I think number one, it makes a bunch of artists get paid, which is wonderful. And I think yep. number two, um, I think that people who are very very busy, who work very hard, and have the exposable income to pay those artists, get to have like a one on one relationship over something they really love. And I think that's wicked. I really do think that that's a, a nice thing that exists inside of our community. Same way coaching for like, you know, Warhammer is a nice thing that exists. Some people are like, I don't know how to play. And so people pay people to be like, this is how you play. And they'll be like, oh, I've got to practice. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, I'm out. I'm not going to do that. I thought it would be, I thought there was a secret. Secret seven will trick you. And the answer is practice all the time. But, you know, like it's good that those cottage industries exist inside the hobby. So anyway, the painting one is is interesting. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about 3D printing. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with my take on it, and then you guys can jump in. Skates Workshop's tournament, Skates Workshop's tournament circuit should be Games Workshop's models. Like, doesn't bother me. Like, I'm like, I think that's super fair. I'm like, sure models, bro. Like, cool. Also, I'm probably not going to go to those events because they sound lame. But, like, <laughs> like I'd never want to look at Skaven. Like, I don't want to look at actual Night Runners. 
with their fucking hands. Because I'll have like nightmares looking at them. They've got big hands. (laughs) They've got very big hands. (laughs) Reminds me of being a kid. I don't like it. Um, so yeah, that's my take on it. I think, uh, I think it's their, it's their, it's their, it's their, it's their, it's their, it's their game. <laughs> Thanks for getting it, Dave. Uh, it's their game. It's their miniatures. It's their game system. Like I get it, but if like a TO is like, oh, I see that you've like used some like I don't know uh, some cool 3D printed helmets on your Stormcast that make them look better, plus some 3D printed shields. You know, uh, I'm afraid that's just a no from me. Uh, you can't win the event. I'd be like, you sound like a prick. Like, like you sound like a prick, and your decisions are a prick. Like, like I'm sorry. Like, I think it's super fair. I think it's absolutely fair that Games Workshop say no 3D printed minis. Like, it's our game system. It's our miniatures. It's our entire tournament circuit. But I think at this stage, with all the things available for people, like you're just stepping on people's creativity. So I just judge the TOs more than I judge Games Workshop, right? Is my statement. What do you think, Nath? Well, yeah, I guess uh, if uh, if if that's the rules that they put down for the like the tournament packs for qualifying tournaments, then that's as long as it's up there in advance, then you can't really complain. Yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah. But, but a whole bunch of people may have bought tickets to events which they didn't know, for example, like I think tickets for a set on sale for LVO, um, CanCon, uh, CanCon did have it in their pack though, and I think LVO's had it in their pack as well, to be fair, where like if you do well with uh, your army, um, then you, uh, I think in in CanCon's cases, you can't use 3D printed minis, and I think in LVO's case, because he's going to be probably the largest Age of Sigmar events of the year, outside of maybe Adepticon. Um, in LVO's case, it's you can use 3D printed minis, but if you get to the top tables, like the top eight, none of your miniatures can be 3D printed ones because they're going to feature on a stream. So, like, that's not allowed. So, like, no what? matter what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you win too many games, then you have to stop playing the game. Forfeit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why couldn't it be if you get high enough, you won't get to play on stream? Yeah, just like... I don't want them to see my models then, but if that's your models, those are your models. What are you supposed to do? How can you how can you allow someone to play <laughs> an event with models and then be like, oh, but you can't uh, win? Um, I'll give you the answer, and the answer is money. Yeah, but it's dumb. Like, just be like, no, they can't come. You can't come. Don't <laughs> yeah, bring them. That's what CanCon did. Well, CanCon were like, you can't yeah. bring them. Yeah, but that's a better result, right? Rather yeah. than being like, you can come, but you can't win. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, then if you go and you know in advance, then you just play, win all your games. Just saying. Yeah, my my favorite good. bit is I like oh, Ni- I like Nikos's strategy where um, uh, Nikos only buys old Games Workshop minis. So he's got like Beastmen from like the eighties, which you can pick up for I think fairly cheap, and then uses them as like corn bloodletters, and he's just like whatever he's like these are cheap fuck you <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I really like the debate with games workshop yeah. which i once had in a store but would really like to have at a tournament where do you remember when you bought an old box you got a cardboard standy oh yeah <laughs> it's their model right if i glue it on the right size base can i use it i don't know man I don't Does know, it, but is... it's theirs right it, it's... it's got their copyright on the bottom yeah. yeah, it's not 3D printed. It's 2D no, it's printed. not 3D printed. Yeah. It's 2D print, and it's official. 
Yeah. Um, uh, like, I did get 4,000 points of cities proxies by buying one Bretonian army, says someone in the chat. Um, I think that's also the interesting bit as well. Like, like, what if I decide to use some Bretonian knights as, let's say, I don't know, blood knights, because I think they're cool and they fit the theme of my kit-bashed flesh eater quartz army. Um, that's going to be fine. I mean, like, ultimately, like, I've, I've, I've said my piece on it. Like, uh, what will be interesting to see the trickle-down effect of it. So if your event is, like, a, a Games Workshop feeder event or whatever it is, or I guess it's just a Games Workshop event, that's what it was, that will is what it will be, then you'll probably have to insist that there's, like, a no 3D print rule. Um, like, Do you that- know what I think's... I'm going to just <laughs> jump in. Can, I would like to hear it, but can I just let Adam speak from the chat at the minute? Who said, who Adam played in a team event this weekend? He played against the Games Workshop rules dev team. And my life nice. peaked when I used Wahapedia versus a rules writer this weekend. Well done, Adam. Did, uh, did they say anything to him? I'd like to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they say anything to you? That's a great question. Probably did not. They say... just normal people, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just intrigued because I can't think that they'd give a damn. But I'd be interested to know if they did. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Wapedia is really good. He was great, to be honest. There you go. Easy. Sweet. Um, I'm sure people like that are going to continue to be great. But the thing is, is you can't, like, you're. it's great when you're on a one-on-one basis because it's chill. But, like, from a company standpoint, you have to make a set of rules, uh, right? Well, yeah. Uh, he's unlikely to play against the board of directors. If he did, then they, would be, they wouldn't be so great, I'm sure. Exactly. To be fair, Adam's not that great, right? So <laughs> maybe he would. So, so the interesting element with the 3D prints is whether or not it ends up trickling down into effectively the rest of the community. I, for one, obviously, I'm never going to run a feeder event anyway. I don't really want to. Um, and when I run the Club Clash this year, um, that'll be a, that should be a pretty big event. I'm not going to. I don't want it to be a feeder event. I just want it to be a fun event where lots of people get drunk and have a good time. Like that's what I want it to be. I want people to bring 3D printed minis that they think is cool and awesome and and fun and games workshop minis if think they think they're cool and awesome and, and third party minis from someone else if they think they're cool and awesome because because the thing is the it's quite interesting we had this like long debate about hobby a minute ago. What constitutes good hobby? Do you have to do it yourself? Can you get it commission painted? The cottage industry around hobby. But then the conversation around like sculpting is sacrosanct because it's a product like games workshop don't offer painted minis and they don't offer like a, a painting service so it doesn't matter who does it like like they don't really give a shit they're like as long as someone painted it i don't give a fuck but they're like there are minis we sell them yeah that's money you have to use that so we support creativity to a to a to our to our wallet but it's interesting right mm. because i also think like where's their line on 3d prints because I've played at Warhammer World with 3D prints. Mm. <laughs> so, Shut the stream down, lads. <laughs> at an event, my Yikes. Skaven army has a button of random 3D printed parts in. Like a button. Because there was no way I was paying 13 quid a rattling gun. Mm. So I 3D printed all the arms and the guns and the backpacks, <laughs> and they attach <laughs> to standard clam rats. Yeah. Right? Well, also, James, the bit of Horus Heresy events at Warhammer World, that is 90% China cast. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. loads well, of those are fake. Loads of those I mean, are fake. I could tell you stories about that, too. But, but let's, let's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, honestly, my scaven, like, I wasn't paying 13 quid a rattling good. 
So they're all 3D printed, all the rattling guns. And I think I once played with six. They walked past, they saw them. No one cared. It was in their own building. It was 50% at least their model. Not yeah. on their rubbishy bases because I 3D print those too. Okay. No one said anything. So what you're effectively saying is there, there might be like a rule, but it's going to be a lot of nudge, nudge, wink, wink rule. Like if someone in, let's say, Norway, shout out to the 2D6 lot in Norway, they run an event. And then they're like, this is the winner. And then Games Workshop are like, did he use any 3D printed minis? And they'll be like, absolutely fucking not. I promise. And they'll be like, well, we don't have the manpower resources to check. So fucking nod, nod, wink, wink. Fucking the, the handshake. See you thing. at the final. See you at the final. <laughs> You're paying for the ticket, though. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, as long as you don't use them on stream, I suspect they don't care. I think that that's probably going to be the case as well. I think that that will be. Unless they get more militant with it, right? Like, that has to be the purpose. Like, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, the future holds. I would assume they get more militant. Um, well, this, can, I, can I be really boring? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I read that book. Read that Dice Man book. Yeah. And there's a really interesting point. So Brian Ansel, he takes over Games Workshop. He moves it all to Nottingham. And he... So basically, when they when Ian Livingstone and Steve Jackson take a step back, there's basically two sets of fighting managing directors. Okay. And Brian Ansel's like, we move it all to Nottingham, and we close our doors. We don't sell for anyone. We don't distribute for anyone. We don't license anything. We make Warhammer. We sell Warhammer. Screw everyone else. We close our doors. Mm-hmm. And the other side are like, oh, but we also currently sell like D&D and all these other games and we import them and we sell them and we make all this money off this. And like, that's really interesting because what basically happened was he wins and they shut their doors. And I feel like this is that same thing, right? Where it's like, do you push your own product, but allow for some creative flex where it's like, you know, that guy that won Golden Demon who used water resin for a base are we allowing that because games workshop don't make resin like how much do you close the door and it's like oh if someone's printing 3d parts because they can't sculpt but they're still on our model do we allow it Mm. and at some point like they have to pick a line i think Mm. especially if they're doing this yes they do and and you know and those relationships with tos i hope are very frank and uh and front of house uh, effectively like I, I hope there's a lot of transparency uh from that but it won't be there'll be a lot of like uh handshakes behind closed doors and dms and all that silly nonsense which eventually will get leaked to me so whatever they try and hide we'll find out because you can't stop the signal that's what we've learned yeah they even tried to stop piracy of books <laughs> and it made it worse yeah that's not that obviously yeah that's my favorite that, my favorite thing it. about the piracy of books is they yeah. only made it worse <laughs> they did they did but like, ultimately um as so I think we t- so we talked about the 3D printing bit. Nathan, you got any thoughts on the on that element? Like, so I don't think you own anything 3D printed, like or like third party, or do you? I've got uh, yeah, I've got some third party stuff. Okay, my scuttle boss spider is a third party spider. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got a few odds and sods. What on? What on from the man? But what if you were playing? So, so your your process would be: you would just read the pack. It says no three D print, no three D printed or third party minis. Would you just yeah. you just not take the Scott Boss? You'd be like, okay, fair enough. I'll not take the Scott Boss. Or would that, yeah, would, that either, would that affect your choice on going to the event? Yeah, I'd either not take the Scuttle Boss, or I wouldn't go to the event. Yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because like, there's, there's, there's a tech list I really want to do, which is made up of this like insane dragon with this this lady in front of it. And I was actually, it's on my like, I've written myself a couple of goals this year, and one of them is to paint one mini well. Like, one mini well. One uh, mini well. One mini well. And like, learn some stuff. One and, real small well. Yeah, and I've taken some advice. What terrain board's that going on? It's not yeah. going on any. It's going to be like my tech list, basically. Yeah. No, you said a mini well. Oh, <laughs> where's the water come out? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, one perfect skink. Um, but I'm like, now I'm not very interested in maybe producing and painting that because I'm like, well, I might not be able to use it. I mean, I'm not going to go to any any Games Workshop events anyway. Uh, and I'm going to run events here. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I felt when I heard about the news, I thought it was great stuff for the community. I think it's wicked for the players. I think overall it's fantastic. I think it's a little less creative, which I think is sad, but also that creativity makes a lot of sense. Like, you wouldn't hold a Super Smash Brothers tournament while you're all playing some bootleg copy of Mario Kart. It wouldn't make any sense, right? Like, although that's not really what 3D printing is. It's a shit analogy, like a ladder, Nathan, as you know. Um, Every uh, analogy yeah. is. I mean, also, I can't, I also can't go to the. Uh, the Warhammer Championships because I'm blacklisted. So I mean that also is the other reason I could uh, even if I qualified I'd be blacklisted. So that's also that. Um, but you should yeah. go and win every event. I can't. I'm blacklisted, James. I couldn't go. Yeah, but how funny would it be when they're like, oh, how do we invite the first player of every event when he's blacklisted? Because it's all you. Yeah. There's no one else. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what you should do is just get everyone you know to go to every event but put your name in as this because yes. they're all going to be on bcp they all log in as you and they all play as you <laughs> that would be great let's do that yeah, yeah. Yikes. um yikes yeah <laughs> yikes atlanta yikes <laughs> anyway anyway so like i think overall really great i love that games workshop are doing this my personal take on it um i think it's great that tos are getting involved as well oh we haven't talked about that a little bit they have kind of like just said to TOs, I don't know. Okay, two ways of viewing it. Like, they're rewarding TOs by saying, hey, I recognize you've done some great work with your community and built up a really large player base, person in Italy, let's say. We're going to reward you by saying, anyone who wins your event, we'll fly them out to an event here. Or, that's one really positive way of looking at it. Or the other way of looking at it is, hey, I see that you've done loads of work that we've given you no money or support to do. We're going to capitalize on that to do a little bit of advertising on top of it uh, for a very small fee. Um, which of those two, where do you sit on that? Do you feel a little column A, a little column B, or do you think overall it's net positive, overall net negative? What do you think, Nath? Uh, I guess it's always somewhere in between. They're obviously trying, they're going to be, it's an advertising thing at the end of the day, a marketing thing. Mm. But, uh, so... Yeah, but I guess we end up with, hopefully we end up with more players and that feels like a good thing. Agreed. For everybody, like a bigger community probably. So, mm. yeah. yeah. James, what about uh, you? Uh, yeah, I'm probably a little column A, a little column B. Like, I think there's some good positives to it. I think, like, promoting it, the game as a whole is good. Promoting, like, good players is good for all of that. Um hopefully you know we talked about like uh content creators painters all kind of the side businesses hopefully it allows some trickle down more players means more work for all of those kids um but uh, but i think without like 
and we probably never will, or we will at some point. Like without knowing the conversations that happen between the giant billion-pound company and people who like organize events at probably no profit most of the time, mainly a loss. Yeah, like it would. It's it's hard to make a judgment, right? Like if Games Workshop are going to these events and being like, "This is we think what you've done is great," and what we want to do is really support your event. We want to give you this ticket. We think it will help you sell tickets. And also, here's £2,500 worth of terrain. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you. Good. Yeah. However, the only event that I know that we know they've picked that isn't a big, fat event in the UK was Bloodshed in the Shires, mm. which we all know the people that ran it have tried really hard to make it really good. And because I was on the list of people went the year before I got like priority purchase. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not going um, by personal choice, not because I think it's a bad event. Um, but um, it sold out in like, I think it sold the tickets for that sold out in about 10 minutes. The priority thing, the actual tickets sold out in like another 10 minutes when they release them, like they don't need that ticket to sell tickets. So unless games workshop are giving them something, Seems kind of lame. Yeah, like like Adepticon is going to sell out. LVO is going to sell out. CanCon is going to sell out because it has done every year before Games Workshop ever gave yeah. away a golden ticket. It's a great point, James. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, like they effectively aren't I- increasing those. And something like Bloodshed, and because we've spoken about Bloodshed, and shout out to Dan. I hope you like you're listening. I want you to know, great event. I've been to Bloodshed. It's wonderful. But it's an already oversubscribed event. Ultimately, like if Dan and the team don't want to increase the capacity for bloodshed over the next few years. It's a super reasonable thing for them to want to not do. It's a headache. Maybe doesn't make any more money. Maybe they can't be asked. Like a, a million reasons why, which are all mega valid. But then also like, what is the purpose of that? Like there's just this one benchmark event that's pre-sold out to other people before. Like you're like Johnny Two Socks, yeah? You've got, you got into Warhammer in 2023 and you really want to go to one of the qualifying events. And it turns out they're all already sold out before you can ever go, months ahead of time, and you never knew yeah. how to be a part of the process. Um, that's kind of interesting, because you would kind of want those events to, like with LGT, like that motherfucker will grow that to like a million people. Yeah, he'll be like, listen, 40K next year, 900,000 people. Like, he'll do it. He will put them in like a fucking, he'll put them in Dover. Yeah, he'll put them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's that weird thing, right? Like that LG, the LGT is like a money maker, right? Yeah, That's yeah. one of the few events where it spins money. The food's garbage. The venue's questionably okay, and there's a uh, hundreds of people in it, and he's making some money. Like he's got some sponsorship. He's making some money, but like the the bloodshed in the Shire one is kind of like a bit of a labor of love by two people that like playing hobby, which mm. I think most events probably are. Like Agreed. one person, two person, like hobby, like seeing their mates. I guess to some degree like hosting, because otherwise why the hell would you do it? Uh, and and I think like on that, that one, it's weird to be like, we're giving you a ticket. You could sell out an event. You could sell 300 tickets. Why don't you increase to 300 tickets? But we're not going to give you any money. If they are, then mm. excellent. But if they're not giving you any money, like even if they said here's two and a half grand of terrain, you can now have three hundred tables. Because realistically, we all know they're probably giving stock over cash. Like 
that gets even weirder, right? Because you're almost forcing some people from your community to maybe get into debt to run an event that maybe they can't afford to maybe never sell out. And I and 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 you know, like I know, um, Dan, I've been to the event. Like, if if they want to message me privately and ask me never to talk about it and tell me actually we had some money off them, then fine. If they ever don't want to, then also fine. I don't really care. But I my biggest point is that I think. If you're a billion-pound company that's trying to support community growth and expansion, just put your hand in your pocket. It's a great point, James. Like it's not something that I physically about that. Put yeah. your hand in your pocket, and if they are amazing, because we don't know. But if they're not, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, James. I hadn't really thought about that. I was so excited about it which I'm sure many people are, that hadn't really considered the fact that they probably are spending little to fucking no money on the whole thing. Um, you know, uh, and it would be good to I, see them like, support those communities. Yeah, like there's that weird flex, right? Like if they're buying, what did we say, 175 tickets to America mm-hmm. and oh. hotels. On the airplane. Mm. <laughs> one airplane. <laughs> yeah. I think the weirder thing is, right, so if we send there's 175 tickets, but they're paying for big events, but not small events, let's say they're paying for 100 tickets. So 100 tickets to America and 100 hotels. And I don't know how those... Um, hotel rooms, not whole hotels. How those, okay, well, yeah. But I don't know how that would be split like world worldwide. Mm. Um, so Punk some events. are going to be America, so probably less. And some are going to fly further and some are going to fly less far. So there'd be different costs. But they're putting like a bit of money in but but not in the right places like actually i think do you know what if someone wins that golden ticket they're probably super keen on warhammer they'll probably buy a ticket and they'll probably pay for a hotel actually give your events give all these people that have spent years pushing and developing events some money because then actually the 75 100 200 people that turn up to an event are having a better time yeah, and also like they should super support like uh, like I know that there are tournaments in uh, the Philippines, uh, Japan, and uh, South Africa. Like those those are events where I would like just pay that ticket for for what they'd be like. We got thirty two people in the Philippines. I'd be like done. You're like yep. you've definitely got a feeder event, and then like some of the UK is like, but like, we've got seventy two one hundred person events in the UK. It's like don't give a shit. Like how awesome would it be to get that one person out from the Philippines or like out from wherever? Like, that's fun. Those smaller communities. All right, like final bit. Final but bit. Also, oh, go on, Nathan, go they, the, 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 with the money thing, uh, because if they're promoting this um, competitive thing, hopefully they're also feeding some more money into that games development but inside their company and making making like the stats thing that they've started doing and getting a bit more serious about trying to balance the yeah just improve the ecology of the gaming side of things that'd be good too and uh, hope, you know well, that will hopefully will drive that as well so i mean that as an expense that hopefully they will maybe put a bit more money towards Yes, what you're effectively saying is that like, if they're valuing competitive play even more, then we might see even more resources yeah. put into actually the work that they do, like which would be yeah. good. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. um, you know, we've all applauded. Yeah, 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 I agree. 
yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, the the again those massive rampant profits that they've made. It would be good if they reinvested those into uh, the actual game that we all buy a lot of books for. Uh, apparently, uh, all right. Final bit. Final bit. How do we become world champions? All right, chat. This is it. This is the how to, the how to guide on how to become a Warhammer world champion. Okay, so number one, we know we've got to be a good sport. That's not a problem, because if you listen to Honest Wargamer, you're already a fucking quality human being. So that's done. We good don't even sport. We don't even think about it, but tips and tricks for being a good sport at an event. James, as the winner of several best sports, give me some tips and tricks. Go. Uh, I, do you know what? Like, I think just be, just be a nice person. Like, I, I think, like... It's Shit. funny, right? Because there's always, <laughs> but there's always that thing, isn't there, where people are like, "Oh, like," and and we've all done it, like, "Oh, give give away a dice or buy the person a beer or like whatever." But I, like, I went to that Middle Earth event and I was like, "Oh, just have a nice time." And I just had like five really nice games where I was just like, "Look, I'm not here to win. I'm gonna have a nice time. I don't really know what I'm doing, but let's have a laugh." And like, even the two games I played against that like people that have played for 20 years who just like ran rings around me. One who like sat with me and explained loads of parts of the games I didn't even understand. And then I still left with five sports votes. And I think like, if you can just go to a table and be genuinely yourself. Did someone man's playing the game to you, James. Yeah. I got oh. man's played, oh. but very <laughs> nicely. Like one of them actually helped me have a good turn. Oh, oh nice. A good turn. Oh yeah. He was a really nice bloke. Well done, to him. For him. Oh, well done to him. Well done to him. Probably a difficult person in his workplace, but great on the tabletop. Well done to that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Still. <laughs> All right. So, number one, be a nice person. Nathan, have you got any tips and tricks? Don't let them f- find out how you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good piece of advice, Nathan. That's a great piece of advice, Nathan. Don't Keep let them know how you cheat. Under, under wraps. Yeah. And then they'll probably. Won't mind voting for you, a sports person. That's true. Thing. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my hot trick, my hot tip is uh, number one: be on a podcast or oh, yeah. be a content creator of any variety. Yeah. Mm. And in addition, bring things that you don't overly care about, like measurement gauges and combat gauges that you've 3D printed. Just give them away. Yeah, just be like, oh, I've got two graphic gauges. People are like, oh my God. You're like, yeah, they're going to print them. It's fine. Like, <laughs> whatever. Do that. Gifts, bribes. Um, sometimes, in some cases, at some Warhammer World events, straight mm. cash bribes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember the straight cash bribe? <laughs> conver- <laughs> Do you remember that debacle? Do you remember what happened? Someone someone that's an amazing story uh which we won't go over again uh so okay so we've worked out how to be best sports <laughs> <laughs> that was a true story that actually happened yeah yeah uh, mm. anyway um all right so best sports okay best painted this is a bit of a challenge so are we do we risk it in commission paint it and then fib or are we paint just it ourselves? ask the artist not to sign the work and then you're fine okay Okay, ask the ask the artist not to sign his work. Okay, interesting. And not post picks up. Yeah. So just if you, best if you keep them in a lockup somewhere mm. and don't let them communicate with the outside world until one to two years after you've won the trophy. 
I have a another trick, but I want to hear what James's trick is first because my trick's pretty wild. James, what your what's your trick? I think if we've got, if I've got to win best painted, I'm paying someone, and then every time someone's like, "Oh, did you paint that?" I'll be like, "Yeah," and then and then I'll do this, and I'll be like, "Oh, I've still got the chlorand <laughs> from holding my paintbrush. It hurts so bad, but I think it was worth it." Do you? Yeah. And then if they say no, yeah. I'll slide a tenner across the table. Or say that you've got a ro- robot to paint it, but you built the robot. Yeah, an AI. Yeah. you got an a AI robot. to paint it. A robot. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we could do what Games Workshop do and just not credit the artists. That's a classic. But I have another more surreptitious way of winning it. Before the event, find out the people Slap who... Shot. No, no, no. Before the oh. event... Find out the other people who are attending the event who look like they might have a well-painted army. Screen cap pictures of their army on their socials and then post it on your own socials, say, commission job I'm currently working on. And then when you get to the event and be like, well, that's, that's a commission job. Then you might win lots of best-painted prizes because you'll win all of them. I'll come first, second, and third. Nice. I like that one. Because Sam Morgan has been using Joe Pagano's pictures on Twitter for years. (laughs) It's my favourite bit. He's in a different continent. He's got to get a little bit closer to the one that he's copying. That is true. That is true. Uh, Okay. Um, So then, okay, so we've done how to, okay. And then finally, right, okay, so what are we going to do? Nathan, what arm are you going to paint up for the event? To become world champion this year. Come on, what are you doing? Uh, some squigs. <laughs> Fucking shock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shock. All right, okay. James, what about you? What are you going to paint up this year to become world champ? Don't forget, Games Workshop models only. From only 1980s. No, no, you can meet any of them. You're doing Skaven. Yeah, because yeah. he's only really night good runners. at doing hands. Yeah. <laughs> only I'm, night runners I'm really good at painting hands so I'm going to do night runners night runners okay <laughs> uh, I'm going to do salamanders nice. in a seraphon army uh, I think very nice nice yeah, that's models that's a terrible choice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already already <laughs> minus four on your score <laughs> I'll be like these are official models bro um, yeah. These are official. These are these are these are real ones. So I'm going to do. And someone, even staff, will be like, "Were we drunk when we released these? Like, <laughs> we still make these? Yeah. What we the still... fuck? <laughs> what is this absolute toilet? People give us money for this. Yeah, yeah. So good money it. too. Yeah. Um, uh, razor gores. Yeah. Um, all razor gores. I might go for that. I think I'm going to do seraphon. And I'm going to I'm going to paint up my salamanders finally, so that's perfect. Uh, maybe some Saurus knights, which has always been a dream of mine. Uh, to pit. yeah, yeah, so that'll be good. Okay, uh, yes, I am. So, um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so always. Have you seen the size of them? <laughs> anyway, yeah, carrying on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, right. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's the. Uh, that's that's how to become a champ. So do expect in November to see me, Nathan, and James. All of. Hold on, though. We've got to go to some qualifying events. That's a problem. They're all sold out. Shit. Oh. Uh, we could just bribe people to buy their tickets off them. No. Or, or we we'll could hack bribe PCP people. site. No worries. 
Yeah, whatever the BCPDX one. Even Dishy doesn't know how to work it. I reckon the person that owns BCP, they're on a winner this year because they could just edit the results. Yeah. His name's Diffy, uh, and actually they've just set up an oceanic uh, tournament circuit, the OTC. So between, uh, Fiji isn't involved, sadly, uh, but between New Zealand and Australia, they've set up a tournament circuit, um, uh, and there will be Age of Sigmar tournaments in there as well. Um, oh. Yeah. There's Bali in there. That close enough to that? I don't know if Barley's in it. I will check, but that's something yeah. you can find on. Um, uh, yeah, uh, a new, yeah. To be fair, Johnny oh, Sams is right. Do you know what I might start doing? I might just start fucking absolutely scalping tournament tickets. The big tournaments. I'll be like, yeah, eight of my <laughs> mates. They'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. Just buy. They just be like, it's against such a qualifying event, mate. Like that's at least an extra forty quid for me. Come on, like. That's a good market to be in, surely. Yeah. Oh, boy. I can't believe it. I'm now a ticket scalper. That's what I've always wanted. Imagine me just outside of a school hall in England near a Greg's. I'm like, oh, you want your tournament ticket? Any unwanted... Do you know what? Like, hilariously, you say it, because it sounds real dodgy when you say school hall. But the hilarious thing is that, like, if Warhammer suddenly exploded from like amazon and this right and it goes huge and some scalpers are like this is it this is the one we buy tickets we resell them and then they're like what what arena is it at oh sandwell school hall b (laughs) and you're just like and they're like what the is this I just like the idea that there's like all sorts of Warhammer players or old world players or ninth age players who've been like the uncle in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, just sat there for years doing very little. And now they've heard now they've heard that they can get the golden ticket. They've got a little spring in their step now and off they are to the Games Workshop store, pick themselves up some new minis, they're off their painting. It's just a great time. Um, hmm. Listen. This has been a wonderful experience. I think ultimately it's great that there's going to be some recognition for some top tournament play. I think Nathan and James agree with that as well. But as always, Games Workshop could always do better by their community, which is something we always hold them to all the time. Uh, because why wouldn't you? They're a fucking corpo. Why wouldn't you want a corpo to do better by the people around it? Stop being a weirdo. Um, that's my answer. So Nathan, uh, any shout outs before we head out today? I'll shout out um, the rogue person that's oh, making dinner. That's sweet of you. That's sweet of you. Yeah. Uh, James, what about you? Uh, I'm going to shout out uh, old school GW because when I read the Dice Men book, which was really good, one of the most hilarious things that I realized is that uh, the artist that wrote in every book drew in every book and scout sculpted every model in the book were named all of them and at the back they even printed what artist had done what and i thought oh why did they see this now i don't know i was like what a ridiculous thing to do to credit people for their work well done to Seems like it. madness. It does seem like madness, them, I agree. Them old days. Yeah, them old days. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shout out... Oh, uh, pfft, who am I going to shout out? Just the chat. Just the chat for being great. 
uh, what up chat you're just wonderful people uh, and obviously just just have a great time listen it's all fun like it's just silly toy soldiers so just have a great time with being great and having fun and I think Nathan's point is best actually I'm going to shout out Nathan because Nathan made what? the best point I didn't make no points well uh, other than the fact that you should go watch the yikes. video of me and Nathan <laughs> yikes <laughs> yikes you should go watch the video of me and Nathan um, uh, finding out about how chairs are made um, the <laughs> the bit that is important is we'll end up with maybe more people playing the game that we love. We get to hang out with and be mates. And that's the best bit because you get to hang out with new people and make new friends. See you later, chat. Look after yourself. Thanks for listening. If you listen to the podcast, stay hydrated. If you would like to support the show on Patreon, that'd be fucking sweet so I can buy dinner. And then if you would like to uh, like and subscribe and all that other stuff, then please do. Um, see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.